Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yo, I don't really celebrate my birthday, but it is my birthday on July 7th. So because of that, this show is going to be sponsored by Classic G Steel Tracks. So here we go. Yep. <laughs> okay. In room slash mastermind. G Steel. Big uh-huh. Mike. It's your boy. Uh, GS. Uh, no press. Uh, no less. Uh, we're gonna bring it to your chest. Have you laying in the coffin? We ain't playing. We just saying it's something we do often. Make your daughter an orphan. Only slaughter. No talking. Make exterior soften. Soon gonna hold bills like Reed, Kelly, and Lawson. He's barely a portion. He's really the wholesome. Just leave me alone, son. See, there's no to hold guns. You really don't want none. Most wanna be Scarface or Nino Brown. She's stealing your frowns down at wannabe clowns. Clips and rounds. Sit y'all down. Flip some sounds. Chip your crown. Who's really the king? Seems next year. Shit's up for grabs. I can't let an opportunity pass And who the fuck y'all know Got an arsenal And holds nicks like stocks and oak What are you doing, hoof? With the magic you're gone Just like you and Far from a joke But I laugh all the time Bars and notes Holding a staff when I rhyme Lyrically Gandalf With this wizardry of mine If rap was boxing I'm the lord of the ring Since it's reality, yo I can't afford a thing If you're in a good position I suggest you choose To not talk to someone Who has nothing to lose May sound cliche but fuck what y'all say Mess with so many dumb broads Call me Nick Lachey And most of y'all all just fall like garbage So I'ma call y'all the NBA's Eastern Conference I'ma take your daughter right down those stairs Into the closet leading into Jackson's lair Damn, I'm fucked up and yup I took it there A young buck with young bucks who can't stunt But stepping there, hardly any care Hardly any friends Many talk subversive but I hardly take offense Some say I cheat If you have an advantage, use it So what if I'm a god amongst men and music, mere mortals, y'all already fear my motive to multiply by ten anything that Hove did, and I'm not disrespecting, I'm keeping it real, cause with him gone there's a space begging to be filled, G Steel, I can see clearly now, my time has come, uh-huh, uh-huh, come a little bit more of an edge on that one, you know, what's up with Unique in their headphones though, last one was like fading in and out, this one has a busted earpiece, yep, so don't get this shit together, and Welcome back to the G Stelio Sports Hour, brought to you by the NGSC Radio Network in conjunction with the Happy Hour Network. It's the G Stelio Sports Hour, where I barely call myself G Stelio, and uh, you're lucky if I talk about any sports, but I am your host, G.W. Gross, the heartthrob. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter. Check out the .com website, G Stelio, G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. Um, that right there was from my second... Yeah, my... Yeah, my second mixtape, Cruel Summer. Uh, you asked me for a year, I won't remember. Had to be like 2003, maybe, 2004. Had to be like 2004, I think. And that was a big one. We got about like 7,000 units circulated across New York City, Jersey with that. It's pretty big for guys with a little, little budget, but we had 7,000 pushed. That was a big, big push. Shout out to DJ Big Mike. I saw he was still doing his thing on the underground. Shout out to him. But um, yeah, 
Um, as you all know, I pre-record my podcast, and it's Monday, and this podcast will probably be out on Tuesday. And Tuesday is my birthday, July seventh, seven seven seventy nine. I'm an old, f- you know. I don't celebrate my birthday, like you know, I I don't. I I think at the age fifteen, maybe, I kind of just didn't care about my birthday anymore. You know, it's just like, especially if you're a guy, like if you're a guy. And you, and you like, oh, man, you got to, oh, man, we're going to go off my birthday. We're going to go off my birthday. And you're, like, group texting people or calling people left and right or, oh, or sending evites because people still do that. Apparently, I got two evites, like, in the past, like, two months. Um, evites, oh, man, come off my birthday bash, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, I don't know, bro. I'm going to kind of think about you differently, I think. But if you're a guy, you kind of don't care about your birthday, right? I'm not alone in this. But at like 15, 16, I really didn't care anymore. And then as you get older and you realize you haven't accomplished anything, you really don't want to celebrate the garbage that you did for another year. (laughs) You know. So I really have been pretty much just anti-birthdays. I have no problem. If someone wants me to go celebrate their birthday, that's fine, especially if they're a girl. It's a different story. You know. But if you're a guy, I really don't care how old you are. I don't care. You know. For the most part, like, I, I will say, I think I probably got two guy friends that still want to celebrate their birthdays. You know. Yeah, I think I got, like, two guy friends that do that. I actually have one friend that got offended <clears throat> because another friend of mine didn't go to his birthday. And they haven't spoken since. And that, no lie, that would be about five years ago. So imagine that, you know. Imagine your boy calls you and he's like, yo, man, come off my birthday. You're like, yeah, 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 you know. And then meanwhile, that, that one friend doesn't go to your birthday, and you hate him for it. And it's like, really? It, it, I won't lie, and it's going to sound pr- probably like chauvinistic, but it's kind of a feminine thing, I think. If you're a guy and you care that much about your birthday, I think it's more of a feminine quality. It's girls who get all like, oh, it's my birthday week, my birthday month, my birthday weekend, my birthday blah, blah, blah. That's how girls are. I mean, you, you see them when you go out to Atlantic City, Vegas, South Beach, wherever you, wherever you go. You know, these girls have crowns on their head and stuff like that. It's like, they act like it's their sweet 16. Meanwhile, they're 28 years old or 37 years old and they act like that. You know, it's kind of weird, you know. But whatever. I mean, to each their own. Well, I'm just saying. But back to me, because it is my birthday. You know, I, I don't celebrate it. Uh, aside from what people think, I actually don't like getting attention. It's just that things I do kind of gain attention. Like, you know, like, the way I am, the way I act, the way I carry myself, it gains attention. And what I tell people is, when you're a star, you don't, you don't follow the spotlight. The spotlight just goes right to you when you're a star. And that's what, that's what the heartthrob is. I'm a star. You know, so, you know, because receiving gifts, there's nothing more uncomfortable, I think, than receiving gifts. Even receiving compliments, it's like, whatever, you know. Uh, but girls love compliments. Guys, guys are weird when you give a guy a compliment. You kind of just makes fun of you if you give him a compliment. You know, like I, got, I don't care if you give me a compliment about anything. I'm like, oh, that, that was a great piece you wrote, G. Uh, even if a girl says, oh, that you look real handsome today. Like I don't care about any of that because yeah, I wrote the piece. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah, I I I know what I look like. I dress myself and I took care of myself. And yeah, I know what I look like. Like don't tell me what I already know that I'm effing awesome. You know. 
And gifts, I hate receiving gifts. I hate, that's why I don't like Christmas. I don't like anything. Where I don't like any situation you could be in where somebody has to give you a gift. I hate it. It's the, it's the most embarrassing thing. I mean, I'm not easily embarrassed. I hate that. I hate when someone gives you a card or a, or a present and it's gift wrapped and they look at you and they want to see your face. It's like, I've put on the same face as I was about eight years old, I think, because I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, you know. I remember my mama t- told me to do that years ago. She was for Christmas or whatever. She used to say, look, if you get a duplicate gift, if it's something you already have, just say thank you, give them a hug, and just give it to me. I'll take care of it. She was like, don't hurt anybody's feelings and say, oh, I already have this or I don't want this. Just tell me later. You know, and I've kind of carried that on until my adulthood because usually people give me gifts. I, they, you know, because I don't ask for anything. I, I guess I'm the jerk because I don't ask for anything, so it makes everyone, everyone else's life harder. Because they're trying to figure out what I want or what I'm into. It's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't know what I want. A pickup truck, a condominium. I, I don't know. Do you get me that? You know, like I don't like people buying me clothes because I'm very fickle when it comes to my clothes. Like I got to try things on two, three times in the store. I'm very annoyed. Sorry about that. I actually had to get up and put on the fan. I have the air conditioner on. I need the fan on too because, I don't know, I guess... I'm just one of those warm-blooded creatures. Where it's, in, it's not even that hot in New York. It's like 80 degrees, and I'm burning hot. I, I can't take the heat, you know. But whatever. Like, receiving gifts, like I said, the most uncomfortable thing. People looking at you, open up a gift, like, hey, thanks, you know, thanks for this, you know. Especially when you know the person giving you the gift doesn't have a lot. You know, I hate it. You know, like, that, that, they didn't have to buy me a $25 bottle, $25 bottle of Jack. You know, like, I know your situation. You're not doing much better than I am. Like, there's no need to give me a gift. Just give me a handshake and keep it moving. You know, like, I don't, I'm just not about that. You know, as much as I am all about me, it's like when it comes to my birthday, I am probably the most secluded human being in the world. The most secluded human being in the world. I used to, like, just turn off my cell phone all day. I would just not be bothered by anybody. I still might. I still might. Not sure. But um, I used to turn off my cell phone the whole day. I think I might still do that, though, tomorrow. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might go down that way. And um, it's annoying. The text message keeps going off. It's draining your battery, all these voicemails and these text messages. just annoying, man. Just leave it on Facebook. Like, just leave me the generic happy B-Day on Facebook like I do to everybody. Leave me that. That's great, you know. But I used to, but thing, I can't turn off my cell phone anymore. And only two reasons why. Um, my friend Sean McCool, who I refer to a lot on this podcast, because we talk almost every day, um, I'm pretty much like the unbiological uncle to his kids. He has three kids, and I'm the godfather to his youngest. So, you know, so, 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 so those kids like calling me on my birthday, either singing happy birthday or whatever, and, you know, I don't want to be a total jerk and miss that phone call. And then the second reason is my goddaughter, my other goddaughter, Jada, who's turning, pfft, I'm the worst godfather in the world. I'm pretty sure she's turning 20 this year. Um, if not, she's turning 19. But um, her birthday and mine are the same day. So usually I try to beat her to the punch or she'll try to beat me to the punch. Lately, I've been beating her to the punch and texting her or calling her happy birthday. So, you know, which is expected because she is in that age where why would she want to hang out with me or talk to me for? You know, but those are the only two reasons why I keep my cell phone even on. It's not for my parents, not for my girlfriend, not for my best friends, nobody. It just really, I just don't care about any of that at all. Um, this just in, because you know this is a sports podcast. Mark Gasol agrees to a five-year, hundred million-plus deal with the Grizzlies. I like this. Um, I, I actually, I, 
the Grizzlies are like the team I've always rooted for in the Western Conference. They're the closest thing to like the, the big boy style of throwback basketball we have with Zach Randolph and Marcus Gasol in there. Um, I love their point guard, Conley. I just like that makeup of the two big men and the point guard, you know. Um, I've been scratching the hell out of my ankle because I had a barbecue this week and something, ugh, something bit me there and it's been bothering the living hell out of me. Um, but yeah, I, I've always liked, I've always liked Marcus Gasol. I know there was rumors, people said New York or L.A. or whatever, but um, actually shout out to Rosalind Ross, who's always been a, a feature on this show. She had a whole promo. She was part of this whole promo in Memphis um, about keeping Marcus Gasol in Memphis, saying that he is from Memphis. He is a Memphis guy. It was actually a really cool promo that they put together. Um, but, yeah, I, I like that makeup of Gasol and Randolph together. They have Conley there at the point. I really like it. I really love the way they play. But, um. They, 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 they kind of blew it. I don't know. The, the Nets and Nets are shopping my favorite player right now in Joe Johnson. And that's because Joe Johnson is the second highest paid player in the league next year. He's making $24.9 million. Um, and the Nets pretty much, I think the Nets are looking to A, dump the contract, and B, do right by Joe Johnson because he is a little older in his career and he, and he, he could still be a great piece for a playoff team. And they were trying to do a deal with Memphis, which I thought that would have fit really well. To get, um, to get Joe Johnson in there. You know, he's a big guard. I mean, he could play the sm- shooting guard or the small forward role, wherever you want to play him at. You know, he could knock down the threes. He's great inside. You know, he's a, he's a, he's a uh, what do they call it? a mismatch against other shooting guards because he's so big, you know. And a lot of these younger shooting guards, they're small, you know, and he kind of bodies them all, you know, so he's great for that, you know. Um, an excellent clutch shooter, too. I mean, that, that's why he became one of my favorite players ever. You know, when people, when, people, when people say, oh, who are you, one of your favorite players ever? I, I say Joe Johnson. He's just in there because I liked him when he was on Atlanta, but then when I saw what he could do when he was in Brooklyn, I, I mean, I just love the guy, you know. And as a Nets fan and as a Joe Johnson fan, I understand the Nets are terrible, so I want to see Joe Johnson go somewhere where he has a chance. Uh, the Memphis deal fell through, but it looks like the general manager of the Cleveland Cavaliers, LeBron James, has plans to try to bring Joe Johnson into Cleveland. And let me tell you, that's a problem. That's a problem for another two reasons. That's a problem because you're going to have every guy in the court is an offensive threat. You know, I mean, if you're going to put love at the power forward, LeBron at small forward, Joe Johnson at shooting guard, Kyrie at point guard, and even Timothy Mozgov at center. It's all about getting them to gel together, and I think this is why LeBron, as that point forward, would just love this situation where everybody on the team could shoot, everyone on this team could score, you know, um, Joe Johnson isn't known for his defense, but he's not a slacker on defense. He stays with his man. He's a, like I said before, he's a big body, you know, so he could body a lot, of, a lot of those shooting guards. So he's not terrible on defense. He's better than Kyrie Irving on defense, I think, you know. But if they could pull this off, and it's for an expiring contract for some no name on Cleveland, you know, and it's and what and the, you know what you know what gets me upset about this is that I I loved talking so much smash on Cleveland. I've done it every week on this show when I call. The city of Cleveland, the shit stain of America. Props to you, New Jersey, because I used to be you. But, you know, I've been just dumping on Cleveland, dumping on Cleveland. I hate that I'm coming home to her with all this stuff with LeBron James, LeBron James. I, I, I've been calling LeBron James a phony. I even wrote a great article. I say it's great because I wrote it. Check out gstelio.com. I wrote about Kevin Love making a mistake in going back to Cleveland. But... If Joe Johnson ends up there and me knowing that my Nets are 
a step below mediocre, and we have no draft pick next year because we're terrible. And Billy King, I don't know how you still have a job. I got to kind of pull for Cleveland next year. I have to. It has nothing to do with LeBron James or the city of Cleveland or that whole boring storyline. It has to do with Joe Johnson. That's my man right there. So if this deal goes through, I, I will be purchasing a Joe Johnson Cavs shirt. I will be doing that. Um, yeah, the article I wrote was about Kevin Love going to Cleveland and how I thought it was just a mistake. And pretty much, um, if you didn't read it, I'll just touch on it really quick. I just think Kevin Love got pressured into going back to Cleveland. You know, as far as everyone knew, he wants, he wants to go back to California, you know. If it wasn't the Lakers, should have been the Clippers. It should have been something. Even Sacramento, for Christ's sake. Even though I don't know what they're doing over there in Sacramento. They just signed Rondo a one-year, $10 million deal. I don't know what they're doing over there. But with Kevin Love, he was unhappy in Cleveland. You know, and I'm not, I'm not like a – I'm not one of those guys that, that can read body language well. I'm not a body language expert. But let's just call a spade a spade. For everything that came out, all the rumors, and there are truth to these rumors, that, you know, Kevin Love was not happy there. He was not thrilled with LeBron James either. And he still stood there. Why? Because everybody kept saying, oh, you know, it, it, like if he leaves this situation, he's not trying to win a championship. He's just trying to get a payday. And my argument, my counter argument to that is so what? I'm sorry, sports fans, but some of these guys are out here playing for something else. I'm sure none of them want to lose. I'm sure when you got good, a good player on a bad team, he'd rather be in a better situation. But believe it or not, there are a lot of guys out there who are like, you know what? I'm getting paid to play basketball. I can't be mad. I'm going to go to the highest bidder. That's what Carmelo Anthony did. He kind of hates his life for that, but that's his, that's his bad. But, like, let's just say Kevin Love said, you know what? I'm going to go to L.A. I'm going to get paid. I mean, he's getting paid pretty much the same thing he would have went to if he went to L.A. pretty much, except it would have been four years or $80 million or something like that, whatever. You know, he could have just went to L.A. He could have went anywhere. And who, who's to judge him for that? Like, you got to remember, all his stats decreased. Every single category, offensive category Kevin Love was in, it went down. His points per game dropped by, like, 10. It, his, his rebounds dropped by, like, 3. His assist number even dropped by, like, 2. Field goal percentage, free throw percentage, three-point percentage, everything dropped. He was he's not even used in the fourth quarter of games. I mean, I'm not going to say he was um, given the cold shoulder and nobody was giving the ball. He just wasn't playing. Like, David Blatt wasn't even putting him out there, which was probably a LeBron James decision. You know, it's just, I don't get it. And right now, you got to give it to LeBron James, though, because he's out there not signing a thing. And as, um, as my man EJ Christian noted on Facebook, you know, he's pretty much just making this man damn careful spend his money. <laughs> That's like his payback right now. You know, I don't know. I don't know. If I'm Kevin Love, I just go where I got to go because I'm going to be happier doing something somewhere else. Kevin Love came from a losing franchise. I've said this last week, and he was expected to win a championship his first year back. Excuse me. I mean back, but his first year in Cleveland. You know, people expected him to score 25 points and get 14, 15 rebounds a game. It just didn't happen. You know, and, and now... With the chance of them getting Joe Johnson, uh, like what is what are his stats going to look like then? And then if you're Cleveland, what are you paying Kevin Love for? Why are you paying Kevin Love that much money for? 
to score 13 points a game and not being used in the fourth quarter. What I will say, though, is that he wouldn't be there if LeBron didn't want him. That's the bottom line. But I think Kevin Love would have been better suited going somewhere else. You know, don't listen to these, to the talking heads of, of social media and the NBA and ESPN just telling you, oh, this is the best fit for him. You know, there's his best chance to win a championship. Sometimes it's not about a championship for a guy. Sorry about that, sports fans. It's just not. I know if I was a player, I'd be about my, my stats and my money. There's nothing wrong with that. Like, 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 what's wrong with wanting to be the best, establishing a Hall of Fame career, and making as much money as you can? What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing even morally wrong with that. You know, it's just that sports is that we make it to this, to this romanticized thing. You know, you, all these guys, not all these guys, but some of these guys, they, they go to college to play sports, Right? How many other guys go to college to be an engineer or something like that? You, you, you think those guys are thinking about the betterment of their company? No. They want to become president of their company. They want to get that huge paycheck. You, you think every lawyer out there is like, man, I, I, I want to do the best for this firm. No, he's out there doing for him, making his money, doing what he wants to do. Eventually get his own firm. Take over that one. Sports is just put in some different, different light because fans are pathetic. I've always said that. You know, everybody just takes everything, so, everything's all, all romanticized and great because you're playing sports because you have a jersey on, on the front. Uh, you have the, the team's name on the front of your jersey. It's childish. It's stupid. Just get over it. It's not like that. It's not all sunshines and rainbows. That's right, Rocky. That was a terrible Rocky imitation. I don't know. I can't do a Rocky imitation. But it isn't all sunshine and rainbows, though. Not at all. Props, though, to Marc Gasol. Um, Adrian Wojnarowski said that the Clippers is the Clippers are trying to get a JaVale McGee, Amari Stoudemire thrown into the mix. I mean, if you could get Amari Stoudemire at a discount, that's great. JaVale McGee's a punk. JaVale McGee was one of those people, I hate people like this on Twitter, who follow you so you can follow them and then they unfollow you just to get their followers. JaVel McGee did that to me. Like, what a punk-ass JaVel McGee is. So don't sign JaVel McGee, Doc. You know, go to the Clippers. Clippers are never going to do anything anyway. You know? Um, Ginobili's going back to the Spurs. Let me tell you, this Spurs team is going to be a problem next year. You know, they, 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 still, have, they still have their, their trinity. I don't want to call it a big three because they're all old as F right now, but... Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, all coming back at discounted prices. They, they got back Kawhi Leonard. And they, 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 they won the LaMarcus Aldridge sweepstakes. You know, I mean, the Spurs are going to be a prop. They got somebody else, too. They got another guard, I think, or something. I kind of forgot. They did get a guard or somebody, the Spurs. Damn, wish I remembered. I wish I remembered who the hell they got. But, um, but they are trying to talk to David West now and get David West to join that rotation. That's just a problem, man. You know? That's a huge problem. Yeah. Then, and and the, the Knicks one of the Marcus Soldiers and David West, and they both kind of just said, nah, man. We good, homie. We good. Dallas Mavericks got um, the Clippers' former center. That was this guy's name. Jordan. DeAndre Jordan. I think that was a bad move. I mean, uh, unless he really was unhappy with Chris Paul, but if you're DeAndre Jordan, 
Granted, people only want you for your defense at the rim and you can rebound like a monster. I know this, you know. But his limited offensive game is only helped by a good point guard and Dallas has no point guard. You know, once again, I understand what his purpose really is, but he has very limited, he has a, I mean, what is it that um, Mark Cuban said? He said he wanted him to be like the next Shaq or something. Shaq put up like 25 points a game. DeAndre Jordan ain't putting up more than like five points a game. <laughs> you know, well, whatever. I mean, it, you know what's funny about this free agency? It was so overhyped. So overhyped. And th- this is the media just feeding stuff into you and making you think it's important once again. And it was like LaMarcus Aldridge was, was the big get this year. I mean, I'm not saying LaMarcus Aldridge is a bad player, but I don't see him as a, franch- as a guy who turns a franchise around. He's not a missing piece. For the Spurs, it's a great get. You get a great player already on a great team. I mean, really. But it's not like if, if LaMarcus Aldridge would have went to the Lakers or the Knicks, what does he make them? An eighth seed at best? If that, like I'm being generous in saying that. Like you'll be fighting to be an eighth seed with those squads at LaMarcus Aldridge. There aren't a lot of players that could turn around a franchise. I would say maybe three. I would say maybe three. Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron. You know, you can make your argument for Chris Paul because he's done that with teams. He's done it with Charlotte. You know, you can make your argument for that. I mean, I, I just don't see a lot of guys who are, I mean, once again, this is like overpaying quarterbacks. It seems like every free agency you're going to get like five guys getting paid $100 million contracts. You know, I think Mark Gasol actually for his game and his, his embodiment of the game, it, like he's worth more to me than a Marcus Soldridge or DeAndre Jordan. Big man who could pass, you know, play inside, outside, got the range. I mean, I don't know. That's the kind of player I would look for. You know, but uh, it, this, 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 free, this free agency was just so overhyped. I mean, we're talking about, like, Lou Williams and guys like that are getting, like, big, big hype. <laughs> you know, like, who cares? Honestly, like, these guys are doing nothing different for a franchise that, that, that sucks. I thought the draft was great. I think there's, like, five or six good players in the draft that can make those bad teams who got them a little bit better. You know? With these free agents, give me a break. People just put too much stock. It's a free agent. They put too much stock. It's what they're reading and, and what's forced down their throat, really. That's why. But whatever. When we come back, we'll be off the NBA. We'll talk about, Jam- what's his name? Uh, JPP. What's that guy's name on the Giants? I can't stand the Giants. Jason Pierre-Paul. But we'll get into that. We're going to play some more G-Steel, though, on this break. And we'll be right back. Bear witness. Stop. Most already know this person who's the luckiest, the 
one who's standing closest Might catch a glimpse of something that you're not Pussy starts sweating now cause the G is that hot Fuck it, the G is on some other shit Debris on your upper lip From the nosebleed that you know the coke will give Watch it, got me on some old school shit Like, knock, 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 knock him out the box, Rick I'm the GST, been doing this for years and y'all know That I deserved a lot more credit than it ever showed Who else with the tone and the sound gon' put it down Better than me, they should forfeit the crown Prince of the city, I'm a product of the borough of the Bronx LSB, two, four, first, what up, what up Hit you with that one-two hook combo in the count If those are your people, then you shouldn't count on much Come on. 151, I'm simply drinking Come against me, that's yeah. a wishful thinking A gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching That's what I call a fistful of Lincolns 151, simply drinking Come against me, that's a wishful thinking A gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching That's what I call a fistful of Lincolns Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds Make it rain, baby, don't stop, keep it coming Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds Make it rain, baby, don't stop, keep it coming Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds Make it rain, baby, don't stop, keep it coming Tens, twenties, fifties, hundreds Make it rain, baby, don't stop Exhausted, proven points, my thoughts are loose and moist That's why I'm fucking with you, no force, just move the choice Got that head nod flow, chicks heads bob low Underage, still get it taped like Rob Lowe No fake psycho, you many me, a micro My flow might go parallel to a pyro The light show comes before the applause I'm opening doors, hoping that one of them is yours So me and the ghost of big kick it in with four fours Between your gasp and our laughter will be a short pause Then of course there's a blast and our body at the floor Drowning pool in the background, sisters of the you need efficient assistance putting together your jaw Got a sickness to fix this and make it better than before Just so I can put a bat to your chin when it heals What nerve? No nerve, senseless, cheat steel 151, I'm simply drinking Come against me, that's a wishful thinking Gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching That's what I call a fistful of Lincolns 151, I'm simply drinking Come against me, that's a wishful thinking Gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching I'm ruthless, I'm careless Truth is, I can care less how reckless your crew is Attention comes endless, my name's pure mention Believe me, makes your chick pretty restless Chicks become defenseless, dick to them is precious The nerve of you thinking that she's faithful is tremendous Sinful teachers, nah, trying to help out Got the devil in you, I'ma bring the hell out You've been falling short to me, and I ain't even make it Wanna hear the truth, homie, I'ma see if you can take it If you're worried about the next, it only lessens every step You gotta take to learn the lessons and trying to be your best Cause the next they ain't worried about the steps that you take He already built a bridge, move to the next state And I'm 151, I'm simply drinking Come against me, that's a wishful thinking Gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching That's what I call a fistful of Lincoln 151, simply drinking Come against me, that's a wishful thinking Gun to your head, now the pistol's reaching That's what I call a fistful of Lincoln's Welcome back to the G Stelio Sports Hour, where I'm here celebrating my birthday. It is as close as I get to a celebration of my birthday. Um, that right there was called Fistful of Lincolns. And, whoa, sorry about that. <laughs> um, that one was called a Fistful of Lincolns. That's actually a really clever title, Fistful of Lincolns. Really think about it. Because what I was trying to say is, obviously, you talk about the Lincolns. You know, you're talking about money in your hand. What is that, the $5 bill? Yeah, Lincoln's on the $5 bill. You know, she's talking about a fistful of $5 bill, just a fistful of money. You know, just how people say Benjamins, all this other Washingtons, all this nonsense. I just wanted to say Lincoln's on it. 
But when you think about it, a fistful of Lincolns, remember how Lincoln was killed. He had the, somebody had a gun in their head and, I mean, gun in their hand and shot him. So that's what the fistful of Lincolns could be as well, you know. You know, it's, I mean, I'm not trying to promote violence, but in terms of a metaphor and wordplay, that's really clever. <laughs> so whatever. That, and that one actually made two of my albums, so to speak. Hell Has a Heart, and it made my final album, Gareth William, as well, just because people wanted it on the album as well. So shout out to my 17 fans out there. Appreciate y'all. Anyway, Jason Pierre-Paul during July 4th weekend. By the way, I hope you all had a great July 4th weekend. Um, Jason Pierre-Paul, the New York Giants. He, um, uh, he, was, he had fireworks, and obviously he doesn't know what he's doing with fireworks because it went off in his hand or whatever, and he was hurt, and they had to go, he had to go to the emergency room. Um, early reports were gruesome. People were saying, oh, you know, you know, he lost a finger. He put a hole in his hand. But then as the smoke cleared, so to speak, people just said, you know, we just got hurt. You know, it's like nothing that bad where he lost a finger or something. But there could be nerve damage, though which is important, but um, it could be nerve damage. Uh, reports still aren't out yet. Monday afternoon, reports still aren't out yet. But, like, this is just an idiot move, man. Like, this is just, I understand you live your life, you do things, you know, but just stupid. I mean, this is the kind of things that unfortunately happen to kids, you know, who are unsupervised by a parent, you know. You're a football player worth millions and millions of dollars. The Giants apparently pulled a $60 million contract off the table as soon as news, news of this happened. You know, so he may have messed up a payday or an extension. I mean, he, I, I, don't, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get the, idiot, the, the idiots that, that are in the league, and they just keep on acting this way. I mean, I hope he gets better. I mean, obviously, I'm not a Giants fan, but I don't wish anything bad like that on somebody. I'm glad, he, glad his hand is still intact, glad he didn't lose a finger. You know, but it's like, come on, man, you got to grow up. You know, and it's, and it's selfish, too, when you do things like this because you're part of a team. It's not like a single sport, you know. You know, it's not like he's a swimmer. He's just, you know, just doing stuff for himself. I mean, this is like a team thing. I used to like Jason Pierre-Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul was probably the first. <laughs> this is me patting myself on the back again. He was probably the first college football player. that He, he came with some fanfare, but I told people he was going to be a monster. And people were like, what are you basing this off of? He played in college. He was uh, the opposite defensive end to another guy, George Selvey. I'm not sure if George Selvey's even in the league anymore. But I remember all the college magazines and everything were all talking about George Selvey. Southern, South Florida had a good team back then. They had a real legit team. I think they were still in the Big East back then. You know, but George Selvey and, and JPP were both on the ends. They just caused havoc, you know, all throughout the Big East, wherever they played. They were just a really good team, South Florida. They had a good quarterback, too. I forgot his name. Athletic quarterback. I forgot his name. But, um... And people were all talking about George Selvey, George Selvey. And I used to watch a lot of South Florida games because if they were underdog, I always took them. And I think they always covered. You know, if they were a double-digit underdog, somebody, I just took them. Um, and I was watching games, and I was realizing that George Selvey was getting a lot more one-on-ones than JPP was. So, like, George Selvey was getting the stats or whatever, so to speak. But JPP was the beast on the other side that, that they, they needed to double-team him. They needed tight ends to pay attention to him. And I was like, watch, Jason Pierre-Paul is going to be a beast. And what happened? He goes to the New York Giants. That happens a lot to me, by the way. I, I used to love Hakeem Nix. Hakeem Nix was my boy. He's total trash now because he just doesn't care anymore. But Hakeem Nix, when he played for UNC, was a beast. I mean, I used to have been on UNC just because of Hakeem Nix. Giants took him. I had to hate him. You know, that's just the way it goes. You know, the Giants draft you, I just got to hate you, you know. Who else did I like? The Giants? I think Tyrone Wheatley years ago. They took Tyrone Wheatley. I used to like him. 
You know, they just messed it up for a lot of people that I used to like. But Akeem Nix, that one hurt because I really liked Akeem Nix a lot. And I always wanted the Bears to draft a wide receiver. Thank God they did it this year. But I always wanted them to draft like a wide receiver like that, a nasty wide receiver, and they don't do it. So have you all, because I know I'm getting, have you all gotten all emails and everything else about fantasy football already? It's crazy. It's, <laughs> I think the last week of June, I started getting like Yahoo messages in my email saying, hey, reminder, G Stelio, you know, re-up your league, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, God, man, like real already? Already? You know, I got an email from this from Sean, one the second time I mentioned him today in this podcast, because he heads a really big um, league that I'm in. And he sent me like three emails today. I'm like, God, just send it all in one email, bro. You know, but it's it's funny because I, I think the popularity of NFL is a lot due to fantasy football, not even a little bit. I think it's a lot due to fantasy football just because you don't have to know anything. You know, you just you're just following your guys and then you end up like it no more or whatever the case is but i mean i remember when i first got into fantasy football i didn't understand it matter of fact this is why i hate emmett smith because i drafted emmett smith i had the first pick overall in the first draft i did and that was the year he held out so i think i got tired of him holding out i may have traded him for like garrison hurst or something like that and the next day he signed with the cowboys and was like killing it i was like i hate you emmett smith you know just that's just annoying don't do that you know but Fantasy football, it messes up people, though, because you, I remember one year, oh, man, who was the running back? Oh, Jamal Charles. Jamal Charles, I think, got hurt first week. And so many people on social media, everything, were just like, oh, F you, Jamal Charles, F you. You effing suck, Jamal Charles. Can't believe I wasted my draft pick. This guy broke his leg. <laughs> you guys are worried about him giving you 25 points a week in fantasy football. Like, people's minds are just crazy. I felt bad for Jamal. I actually had him in one league that year. I mean, I wasn't happy about it, but I wasn't at that point where I was like, oh, screw you, Jamal Charles. Matter of fact, the biggest okey-doke I fell for was I, I took Ty, the, t- the first pick overall, took Tom Brady because I was the year after they, he threw like 50 touchdowns, half of them to Randy Moss, and what happened then? He, he what, two quarters in, breaks his, breaks his ass out for the year. You know, but some people just hold that against them. They're like, oh, that guy's a bum. He's a piece of trash. Why? Because you lost your fantasy football? People are crazy, man. You know, people are really crazy. Because going back to Jason Pierre-Paul, like, like Giants fans would just like, you know, oh, you're, he's an idiot. But he was saying idiot in a different sense. I was just saying you're an idiot because you're screwing up your own career. These people are just upset because, oh, man, what are we going to do on a defensive line, blah, blah, Why don't you find out how the guy is first? Sports makes people out of, I'm telling you, you pathetic sports fans drive me crazy, man. Because y'all have no sense of reality. It's scary. Like, I don't, I don't get y'all. <laughs> I really, really don't get y'all whatsoever, you know. So Major League Baseball is having their all-star game soon, and the starters came out. Um, pretty much, you know, you can predict who is who. Shout out to the fans of Kansas City, though. They got four of their guys in there to start. Perez, Escobar, Kane, and Gordon, I believe. You know, so shout out to them, you know. Obviously, Bryce Harper made it. Uh, the guy who got the most votes was Josh Donaldson. I don't watch baseball, so I have no idea who the hell Josh Donaldson is. Um, but then uh, Nelson Cruz got the DH spot. And now, you know, it's up to, like, the rest of baseball to decide to, who's going to fill out these rosters. And once again, I'm going on my Alex Rodriguez thing right here. you got to get A-Rod in there. 
you know, first of all, I'm pretty sure Major League Baseball still has that rule where you need one player to represent. You need at least one player from every team to represent each team. That team's that, that guy's got to be A-Rod for the Yankees. What is he, sixth in the league in home runs? Right? I think he's got 21 home runs right now. His slugging percentage, his on-base percentage is ridiculous this year. And this is the year where he was supposed to fall off. This is the year everybody hates him. And he's destroying it. And <laughs> in, 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 in the city where you have the biggest microscope on you, you know? So I, I don't, if A-Rod doesn't make it, this is Major League Baseball still sticking it to him, and it'll be nonsense. And I think the fans got to start calling for A-Rod just because it's justified. You know, he's doing it clean. I mean, the Yankee fans love him again because he's their best player. <laughs> Let me tell you, if A-Rod was hitting 120, had one home run, four RBIs, he'd been booed out of the stadium. <laughs> he's doing great. You know, I mean, there's no reason why. I mean, you could put his stats up against anybody who makes it ahead of him, and you you have a great argument. I know he plays DH, and that's always, like, the toughest position to try to, like, decide if they're all-star worthy. You know, but Nelson Cruz got in. David D- D- David Ortiz made a living off of it, even though you could say he split time at first. But A-Rod's A-Rod, man. One of the greatest hitters of all time. Still hitting it. Still doing his job out there. The man is props, man. Put A-Rod out there. I, I like mentioning A-Rod every week. That's, that's my man right there. Shout out to Bryce Harper who said he's going to skip the home run derby. Home run derby is boring as all hell now. That, let me tell you, all-star weekend and the all-star game in baseball used to be, when I was younger, one of my most favorite times to watch sports. Me and my cousin Stumbles, we used to like, it, it would be his house or my house. We alternated. I was like, I don't know, like 12, he was 9, 13, and 10. We used to alternate for about three or four years, though. We used, I used to go to his house for the weekend. He would come to my house for the weekend. And all we do was watch the All-Star game and all that stuff. Eat junk food all night. It was awesome. The home run derby was always fun, you know, because they had, like, the All-Star players. They, they still got All-Star players in it. It's just that they make all these dumb rules and they just drag it out. And after a while, like, you know, you hear Chris Berman say, back, 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 back. It's like enough. It's a home run derby. We expect them all to be gone, you know. It's just like the slam dunk contest in baseball. I mean, in basketball. They take something that you love to watch during a game, and they blow it up so many times in your face that you're just numb to it. You're numb to watching home runs, or you're numb to watching slam dunks. It takes the fun out of it, you know. There's a certain thrill in the home run that it is difficult to do. You know, and it's di- it is difficult to see during the game. Over here, you're just pretty much letting guys swing at it and see how many they could get. It's just dumb. You got those kids in the outfield who never know how to catch a damn ball. Who are those kids doing those home run derbies? None of them know how to catch a ball. It's like 20 of them. <laughs> they all running, they all running like maniacs in the outfield trying to catch a ball. They never could catch the ball. They're terrible. Um, you know, but yeah, and, and then I used to love the All Star Game itself. You know, I I loved the intros. I loved everything about it. That was so awesome. But as as soon as that All Star Game happened, when they went like what was it, fifty five innings, where Dan Ugla went up like eight times, made like seven errors, the game just didn't end, and Major League Baseball kind of got into trouble with itself. You know, and after that, they started making it count for something. Ugh, it just lost my interest. The extra inning game didn't lose my interest. Just the fact that a game means something now is just it's pathetic. You know, it's an all-star game. It's for the fans. It's fun. And they, they should just they, they should have made a rule from the start. It's nine innings, and that's what it is. You know, everybody plays. It's a nine-inning thing. What do you want? It's an exhibition game. You know? So, I mean, I used to like the all-star game. I'll tell you, man, I, I used to really, really like baseball in general, and that thing just fell apart for me, you know? 
Baseball used to be my favorite sport, actually. More than football, more than basketball, more than anything. But whatever. Times have changed. Oh, man. I'll probably get in trouble because of probably ending this podcast about 10 minutes earlier. But there's really nothing to talk about, guys. So let's be honest. There's no football. There's nothing to really talk about. But um, I think I did it right for 40 minutes. I think I did really good. Man, I'm really, really good. Tomorrow's my day anyway, man. Just chill out. But uh, I'm going to leave you one more G Steel track. I'll probably leave you with a, with a depressing song because, uh, nah, no, in fact, I won't. I'm going to leave you all with one called Cruise Control. This is one I recorded a while, while ago, a long time ago. But uh, I always liked this song, you know. Second verse is dedicated to Alex Rodriguez when everybody said he was on PEDs. <laughs> so, yeah, there's like, when I mean, Alex Rodriguez was first accused of PEDs, by the way. So, anyway, shout out to NGSCSports.com. NGSCSportsRadio.com. Um, happy Hour Network. Uh, catch me uh, this Friday, 4 o'clock to 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Ernestly Speaking Live with EJ Christian. Um, I am starving right now. Holy Moses, I'm starving right now. Um, check me out at NGSCSports.com. Soon I'll have an article up on RG3. This is a do-or-die season for them. Check out my works at gstelio.com, G-E-E-S-T-E-L-I-O. Also follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Hope you enjoy the rest of my birthday week, y'all. Bear witness. Uh-huh. Told y'all I'll give you hits for free. <laughs> g Steel. Bear witness. Night fight shootouts. Oh. Often it's a pity, but it goes with the bright lights. Coming with the city. Some call me the prince. prince. Who acts devilish? Here's the evidence. G Steel. Name bringing revelation. Communities infected with the negligence Manifest a specimen You shouldn't want to test them Into open a pessimist But some are just too sensitive I'm trying to take the evil out your body Like the exorcist Screaming on the best of this But they don't match up Struggle trying to catch up Nigga just back up Act up I'll make sure it's your final act No curtain calls Encores not coming back It's a wrap No deal Still got my own t-shirts No sweat Right another classic on my leisure Can't be me One of a kind GST I'm a mastermind And sometimes I'm a loser the choice of my aka cause now what days with the rising facts hard being the alex rodriguez a rap my stats my quotes my stance my approach are now look under a bigger microscope niggas wanna snitch and expose my faults i let myself be judged in public courts and seriously i face adversity unfair criticism and personally spotlight's a spotlight go ahead doubt me i care less long as you talk about me remember took the hot corner cause shorty wine now i'm not stopping short the all-time greatest haters continually hate this can't stop me it's all energy wasted sometimes i'm a lose control wish i could put life in cruise control watch it all pass by never ask why except what happens you live you die sometimes sometimes i'm a lose control wish i could put life in cruise control watch it all pass by never ask why except what happens you live you die windows down feel the night breeze fitted cap tilted with the white Thinking my career should slit its own wrist But I got some living through me vicarious Looking at rap like how I'm supposed to carry this Keeping vicious, vicious, but vixens are tossing to mixes Listen, all temptations are written in triple sixes Wishing to put efficient distance through my divisions My mission's for my visions in my mind to become existent Fishing for kids to listen, but what they're into
system and taps into this system Collision of reality and dreams Kills all hopes or hopes for better things Me, I can only hope things will get better Until then I gotta get my own shit together And sometimes I'ma lose control Wish I could put life in cruise control Watch it all pass by, never ask why Except what happens, you live, you die Sometimes, sometimes I'ma lose control Wish I could put life in cruise control Watch it all pass by Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.